Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that got rained on. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local media mediocre internet show i am sitting here sitting right next to me is the high school football insider for dave campbell's texas football matthew step hello matthew hello it is uh, rainy it is rainy i got a question this morning on one of i did a couple of radio interviews i got a, a question about um well what was it craig oh yeah, yeah. still that is a brag i mean yeah you talked to craig away that's yeah. pretty, the other pretty one was awesome tom barfield in, in, in waco i'm sure he's awesome too he's i don't great. know him but yeah. um but they asked me about like the games tonight because there's gonna be big if you didn't know there's gonna be big weather throughout the course really across is it gonna be raining in houston Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think it's going to be think, basically everything yeah, east of thirty-five. I think it's. I believe uh, from what I heard last night, you were crafting up a plan for your battle, your war on weather tonight. You were crafting up battle plans last night. I've just said for years we can blow up the sun. It's outlived its usefulness. I mean, name we one have the good technology. Th- name one good thing it does. You can't. You can't. Anyway, sitting over there, make us sound good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Photosynthesis overrated? Did you just say photosynthesis on the show? Yeah. Get out. (laughs) And uh, sitting over there making us sound good, she is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Hi. Today is Friday, October 28th, 2022. 27 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to uh, Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean's 35 today. Uh, It's episode 1,486. On today's show, folks, uh, we are going to unveil the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week and the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. And then, it's Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all of the things. If you go to TexasFootball.com or Facebook, rather, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, get your comments in. We will answer as many as we can up until about 12... Do you have a heart out? No, I'm fine today. 12.45 for me. So we can go till 12.45 answering your questions. So let's get into that. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was... Hang on two seconds here. 
Um, Rob Hadaway, Tony Blaylock, Coach Terry Crawford, and Christo Fire 100. Welcome in, fellas. Abbott has Penelope tonight. The Penelope Wolverines, which I've always thought is the greatest disparate, disparate <laughs> like mm-hmm. the greatest mm-hmm. gap between like a very the, the, sweet the sweetness name. of the name of the town mm-hmm. and the ferocity of the mascot, the Penelope Wolverines. There was that movie Penelope. Do y'all did y'all ever watch that? Mm-mm. The girl with like the pig nose. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was no. an old movie. Mm-mm. We're gonna stop down. Don't know. Penelope, 2006. Yeah. Yes, starring. They rem- let me let me read the IMDb thing right. for Penelope. A modern a modern romantic tale about a young aristocratic heiress born under a curse that can only be broken when she finds true love with one who will accept her as one of their own. So she's got pig nose. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, okay, I remembered so it correctly. She needs, <clears throat> so she needs yeah, a hot got, dude to fall in love with her. Correct. Right? It's got Christina yeah, Ricci. Because she's got a great personality. Well, the hot dude is realistic. James McAvoy. Is he hot? James yeah, McAvoy. It's very much like Princess and the Frog-esque. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. like you have to get it, or like Boy. Shrek, you have to get them to fall in love the with you when you're an ogre. cast, Christina Ricci, Reese Witherspoon, Catherine O'Hara, who was um, uh, the mom in Schitt's Creek. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a star-studded mm-hmm. cast. Okay. Peter Dinklage is in it. There you go. Well, anyway. Pickle coming with the heat on Friday. Well done. That's, you know, welcome back. Generally I'm what you do, back. right? Yeah, that's generally what she does. <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in the state of Texas. And the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to recognize the most outstanding high school football player in the state with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at texasfootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon with the winner being announced shortly thereafter it is now shortly thereafter so your week nine mr texas football player of the week is drumroll please boom tulia running back damian sedillo who ran for where'd he go 302 yards and six touchdowns for the hornets congratulations to all the nominees denton guyer quarterback uh, Jackson Arnold, Aldine Eisenhower, wide receiver Ryan Niblett, Galena Park North Shore uh, athlete, touchdown Dave Amador, yes. Harlingen running back Isaiah Bell, the Colony quarterback Carson Cox, Hallsville quarterback Jace Mosley, Mount Vernon running back Mackenzie McGill, Tidehaven wide receiver Tyshawn Davis, and Waco Conley running back Kiefer Sibley. But a very special congratulations to the Week 9 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Damian Sidolo at Tulia High School. Very well deserved. through Tulia before. Have you? It's right on I-27. Oh, okay. It's right. I think it's basically almost halfway between Amarillo and Lubbock. It's like the halfway spot, basically. Yeah. Do they have a gas station? They do. I bet they do big numbers. I think they have. I think they have like a Loves or something. Ooh, I know it's fancy. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up again this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 9 Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Boom. Mansfield Timberview defensive coordinator Ricardo Rendon. The Wolves' defense was relentless in its 80 to nothing win over da- District Foe uh, uh, Dallas Sunset, holding the Bison to just 19 yards total offense and forcing a trio of turnovers, including a fumble return for a score. Congratulations to all the nominees. El Paso El Dorado uh, co- uh, court, uh, defensive coordinator uh, Brent Jacques, uh, Brian offensive coordinator Mike Waldy, and Lago Vista offensive coordinator Jim Ed Ball. But a very special congratulations. It's the week nine. 
Derry Max, built by Chocolate Milk, assistant coach of the week. Ricardo Rendon, defense coordinator at Mansfield Timberview. Very well deserved. Very quietly, 8-0 and like number two in the rankings. Yeah, they're just bobbing along. Yeah, well, the district's pretty bad. Yeah, it's 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 a t- it's a bad district. Mm. I'm I don't know. I I also got asked. Um, here, we can do a hard stop, and then we'll talk about that. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Now, Pickle, it's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Honda, just like a rugged and reliable 2023 Ridgeline. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealer.com to learn more. I'm coming in with the heat today. I told Man, you I'm back. you are rolling. Rug- what was that? A rugged and reliable Yeah, Honda? a rugged what, uh, and reliable. That's what the ladies say about me. Rugged and reliable. Yeah. You're just like the Ridgeline. <laughs> yeah. They call them Matt. Yeah, they call me the Ridgeline. They call them the Ridgeline, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Rugged and reliable. Oh, I made, I made broke Pickles me. had a long couple of days, so I made her laugh. That so broke success. Me. <laughs> success. Let's talk a little bit of Thursday. I should get your uh, questions you go, on Facebook, That's YouTube, Twitch, crap. and Twitter. We'll get to that as many as we great. can up until uh, uh, quarter till. Um, we'll talk a little bit till. about. We'll, talk <laughs> we'll go till quarter till. That sounded. That was Lano Tepper right country. there. Yeah. Lano Tepper coming out. That was out. like the most country I've heard to you. It was good. Like yeah. it. It adds. It to resonated the with Pickle. Texas football today. You know. Yeah, it resonated. We're we're slowly breaking you you down, <laughs> Cop Hellboy. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to, the, to the audience for that slip. I was trying to say something other than 1245. Anyway. Love it. Um, let's talk last night. So a couple of results from last night that, that caught my eye. One of them, the big game last night, was Galena Park North Shore and Humble Tascacita. Mm-hmm. Tascacita. North Shore. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> She's on one now. Yeah, I've been off for She's two up days. now. I'm ready. Well, Tickles, not off, Tickles but fired up I haven't now. been on the show <laughs> Umble Atascacita <laughs> and Galena Park North Shore mm-hmm. played in a football contest last oh, night. God. <laughs> um, and I've spent the better part of the last 18 hours, I guess it hasn't been 18 hours, you know, whatever, amount of time, mm-hmm. trying to parse how I feel about that result. Same. Because it's, it's, it's hard because North Shore won. And it was a top 10 team. And it wasn't a fluke. Like, no. 
they made the plays when it mattered, especially on defense and special teams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They made the plays. That special teams play you sent in the slack. I was watching live, but oh that my was, god, ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, they made the plays on defense and special teams to to win the game. But I also got to see the North Shore offense without Caleb Bailey against a good defense, and. I mean, there's no other. They're way limited. They're limited. Yeah, they're, they're very limited. limited. And so it's, it's one of those things that they won last night against a top ten team. Do I think that they could play three top ten teams in three weeks and win them? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I. It's. It's. It's weird that they beat a top ten team on the road, and yet I come away from that being like. To play sure. devil's advocate, though, I think that. We're not used to ever seeing North Shore in a position where they really have to figure out a way to grind out, like get a really gritty win like that. Mm-hmm. So it does show, again, do if they went next to three top ten teams, could they do it? Probably not. But two, it at least shows that they have stomach for a fight, which is a team that that successful doesn't always have that. Absolutely. But let me push back on one thing, though. Mm-hmm. I think we have seen them grind out wins, specifically December of 2021. That went over North over Duncanville in the title game. The freshman quarterback. The freshman yeah. quarterback. They did grind it out. Right. So your point's well taken because yeah. you're right. I guess it's normally they with, have with the injury that they right. have. Normally right now. they have star power enough to make up for it. They don't have. It's this is a fundamentally different North Shore team. Yeah. That's having to do it because they're not rugged up front on either side. This is a relatively smallish North Shore team By compared. North Shore they're not as rugged up front, mm-hmm. and I think that's the and they don't have the star playmaker other than Amador who they've. Taken him from his best position and put him at another. So you basically have a you're have down a downgrade. You're downgrading at two positions because yeah. you take your best wide receiver and you have to replace your quarterback with him, who he's obviously not Caleb mm-hmm. Bailey. So I, I think North Shore is a limited team offensively mm-hmm. as they stand right now. Now will Amador improve? I mean, I guess he could in a couple of weeks. He's, he's improved from now to when he first took over, but is he going to improve enough to make them markedly a different offensive team in the playoffs? I, I don't know. I think for North Shore in the playoffs, barring Caleb Bailey making a miraculous miraculous return to the lineup, I think you're going to have to see North Shore, I don't want to say smoke and mirrors, but they're going to have to grind out wins but what's, in this manner but what's so against elite teams. What's so interesting is that if you wanted to put – to the test the importance of coaching and coaching staffs mm-hmm. isn't this like this isn't this just like the the scientific ideal of that experiment in the sense that you're giving it to the North Shore staff which mm-hmm. is one of the one of the very best coaching staffs in America I'll put it up against any high school football staff in America right do a great job yeah for them to figure it out week by week they're going to go in the lab and they're going to figure it out. Like that's what's so interesting cuz like right now, so let's just say that like their three biggest games hypothetically, hypothetically would be a regional final against Atascosita, right? Mm-hmm. So a rematch. Mm-hmm. It would be a state semifinal against Westlake on the road. And it would be a uh and it would be a a, a regional, I'm sorry, state championship game let's say against Duncanville, okay? Mm-hmm. Right now if if you were to go by our rankings that's how it would break down. Yeah. All three of those teams, the more I've thought about it, all three of those teams are relatively limited themselves offensively. They're not there's not a flamethrower among them, right? No. Atascasita, we just saw last week or last night, got got hold got held to, to you know, basically one touchdown. I mean if North Shore is gonna hold, you know, Duncanville or mm-hmm. Westlake in a hypothetical matchup to thirteen Two points, yeah. they Right, they can win. Touchdown Dave now, can grind the rest of that out. Now yeah, touchdown now, Dave now. is a man who makes touchdowns. But that's the thing. 
Doing it three times in three weeks. That's a tough. That's a lot. Of, that's, lot a to hard, ask. that's a tough ask. That's a lot, lot to ask. So it's they are a fascinating team moving forward. I'm I'm certainly not throwing dirt on the team that has won three titles in four years. No. Okay? And that coaching staff, which is incredible. But this it's we were sitting here last year after December, and we said that that was the best coaching job John Kay had ever done. He may have to be even better mm-hmm. this week. This I agree. Year. Which is interesting. Uh, elsewhere, our own Mallory Hartley was at the Star in Frisco. The game star. of the night. For the game of the night, mm-hmm. as Frisco Reedy survives Frisco Heritage. Heritage had this game in the bag. This game was done, and they got uh, they got Michigan stated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with a Michigan <laughs> oh, State fan the in, the, in, yeah. the, in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you get a blocked punt returned for uh, or scooped up for a touchdown to give Reedy the and with 22 seconds left something like that it was like, less than 30 seconds less than 30 I, seconds to win that, the game if they, that, well, they're the first 10-0 team in the state by the way congratulations is that the Reedy. point where you take where the intentional safety is a player I mean I, I don't remember where they were exactly on the but they're on like the, they they're were like the, he was, the 25 he was, the punter was on the 5 yard line yeah it was, exactly, okay, no, so it was way further so back they're, so they're on like is the, that the 17 point? you know you're up 5 mm-hmm. do, you, do you tell the punter hey run around for a few seconds and then run out of the back of the end on a run five or six like that might that's the point i think maybe where you do i mean it's it's, it's they were up by they were up five, five? 31 20 i'm looking yeah. at it yeah yeah the punters I mean, you don't feet were get, on the five yard line the the counterpoint to that would be if you're up five and you give them two points then you can field goal tie. yeah field goal ties yeah, yeah and you're taking you off from your be, 20 i guess the one place you have to be up six I yeah think. six if, would be would be six, six would be ideal that you absolutely do it yeah five it's a 50 50 shot it's easy it's easy to second guess because honestly like you don't anticipate a, uh, a pump block right mm-hmm. now you've you know now, well, that, that, mean, said, that said that I, said I would need to go back and watch it I don't know how many gunners they had but mm-hmm. I basically like I'm in max protect you know what I mean because the number one thing you've got to do is get this punt away well that wasn't I mean that that was the crazy ending of the game but that game was the sloppiest game in the entire world like there were at least four turnovers I think by Heritage and then there were that many like Mallory had texted me about halfway through and she was like the amount of turnovers I've seen in this game is I remember absurd. her saying she thought it was a sloppy sloppy football let me see game. if I can yeah. find this so uh, the fact that it ended that way was like par for the course at that point for our friends at the Dallas Morning News there were six turnovers total yeah. Reedy, Reedy turned the ball over four times Reedy did it okay mm. Reedy turned the ball Reedy won with 294 yards of offense um, I'll just I'll come out and say it I am skeptical of Frisco ISD as a whole maybe outside of like Emerson <laughs> which is weird because that's the newest one with no seniors um, yeah Reedy's Reedy so down year in Frisco. What about that's Independence? Tw- Independence was doing Independence got a nice one over right. Lake Dallas. They're, State I mean, they're they're fine. They're, uh, the, we forget about the D two schools because right. they're not playing the other Frisco. Mm-hmm. I think Frisco, especially in D one, maybe is more balanced this mm-hmm. year. But they don't have that elite team like Lone Star's been the past few years. Now Reedy's ten and zero, and they don't need to apologize for being ten and zero. No, you're, but you're we're gonna, we're going to find out quick because we they're looking at a possible second round matchup with Lancaster, and, and that's yeah, that would be tasty. Because I got I got asked on the radio this morning about who the Who's the team to beat in 5A D1 Region 2? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, in my opinion, it is very clearly Longview. Yes. Who I, took care of business last night. Correct. Yeah, they, they that was like like 7 nothing in the first quarter, and then like the next time I looked, it was the third quarter. It was 42-3? Like, to three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay. Longview beat um, Longview. They'll do that. Um, but the thing, I think I've come around to the idea that Lancaster's the second best team in Region 2. Yeah, I think so. I, I, mean, think, I'm, I think I'm there. Now, that's with all due respect to Mansfield Timberview, who has done anything wrong. 
You yeah. know what I mean? They're number two in the ranking. They're just in the position Lancaster was in last two yeah. years, where they've in that with, district where yeah. they're just not getting. I mean, Timberview. We'll we'll know a little bit more. Timberview plays Richland tonight. Mm-hmm. Maybe Richland is f- capable of pushing Timberview a little bit. Maybe, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, That's we'll probably the second best team in the district. Yeah. Um, okay. And then there's one other result um, that I want to talk about, and then we can get to some questions. Um, was the LBJ East Side game, which was getting some some run on Twitter last night? Yeah, because see. of the score. Yeah. So the final score was uh, LBJ was uh, won at um, uh, ninety six nothing, and uh, it was eighty nine nothing at half. They were going they starting the second quarter. They had running clock. Um, this is for me. There are no winners here. Exactly. Yeah. There are no winners here. Yeah. That like we know Jamal Fenner. Like we know him, mm-hmm. and he's not going out there trying to embarrass. Ish people. said it perfectly on Twitter. Yeah, what do you say? I'm, I'm sorry. The one With you the, quote when the, you quote oh, tweet, yeah, 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 his yeah. his thread. It was, yeah, it's it is a it's an unfortunate situation um, that they got bumped it's a up. Perfect storm of bad scenarios. Five AD two. Yeah. They got moved up to five AD two against Jamal Fenner's wishes. Correct. Yeah, the um, LBJ football staff had a preference to stay 4A. To stay 4A, but they got moved up to 5AD2 to be with the Austin school, so they get put into a district with Austin ISD, and they're just, guys are just way better than them. It's, yeah, Austin, you have, you have LBJ being at the highest point in their program history, Correct. and the rest of Austin ISD being probably, in 5A at least, being as bad as they've ever been. I mean, like, our, even McCallum is not I mean they, they had a run a couple years ago but, but that's, that was the outline yeah they're and, then, and the um I mean literally guys last night like Eastside on our computer rankings is the is the last ranked team in and they were playing the worst of the worst Austin IST Correct. teams yeah. right now Eastside's really they're they're, 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 they're struggling they're, they're struggling like they were uh, Craig White was on the call last night he said that they had more cheerleaders and palm squad members than they had football players yeah right there are it's a team that it's a program that's struggling with numbers remember they didn't even feel the team the last couple of years yeah. and stuff so they're trying to retrench and for LBJ I'm 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 simp- I'm simp- like. Obviously, it's it sucks for Eastside. It sucks. I'm not here to tell you it doesn't suck. I am also sympathetic to LBJ because they are put into an impossible situation where they can only look like the bad guy. Yeah. And, and they've only got like 30 players at most. I think the game I did two weeks ago, they had 28 kids suited no. out. So they don't. They can't rotate in no. four string running backs. So they don't have a four string running don't. back. They have to like they they have a backup running back basically. And that's yeah. Probably it. And like. I mean, so if you didn't, I mean, basically with 10:30 left in the in the third quarter, they went up 96 nothing. They, they basically, it sounds like they returned the opening kickoff of the second half. The only time that Eastside kicked off, they returned to the two yard line, and I think the guy stepped out on purpose. Yeah. Um, and then, like, what are you going to do? Ask a freshman running back not to score? Yeah. So he scores, makes 96 nothing, and then for the their final, they had three more possessions after that. They kneeled it three times. And they punted. Yeah. And. That I mean, because because look, I like, and what's funny, we go on and on about round numbers and how round numbers are a construct, but like 100 points is like a shocking number. Yes, 96 is a shock. Shocking number. enough, yeah. Shocking enough, but 100 is going to catch like national news. Yeah, and so I know for a fact that's not true. I haven't talked with Jamal Fenner. I know Jamal Fenner. I can tell you, I think confidently. He's not out there trying to embarrass people. He doesn't want a hundred. No, no. And and we we also the other thing is you and I know this. Tonight, tonight, there are no fewer than a dozen teams in Texas that will play tonight that could have a hundred if they wanted it. For sure. They could have yeah. it, but the games are going to end fifty-six nothing, sixty-three-three, sixty-three-seven, and you'll never you'll never think about it. Um 
it's just an unfortunate situation. I yeah, think. it's a perfect storm of, of just bad scenarios yeah. there. It's, so it, anyway, feel I feel for for obviously the East Side kids, mm-hmm. and I do feel I, I know Jamal Finner in his heart. Does, he, no. I don't think I think you leave last night. I don't think he left the stadium feeling good last no. night. And it sucks for them and the, and because they won the game. You should be happy about, yeah. a, about a district win, but I know he didn't leave feeling good because there was nothing that really they could do about that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Do we have questions, Pickle? Yes. Your thoughts on Fullshire and Manville tonight? Yeah, it's a really important game. Um, I think for, you know, Fullshire got off to that really hot start. They've, they've cooled off a little bit. Um, I think part of it was that the the, the strength of schedule um, kind of increased for them. Ten five AD one is tough. Yeah, uh, five AD ten five AD one. Um, they, they they lose that close game to Angleton, uh, but then they win a close game over Magnolia West. Huge win for them. Uh, they they finish. They got to finish strong. They're at Manville tonight, and then they're uh, they host Richmond Foster next week. Yeah. So they're, we'll know exactly where they stand. They either. They're gonna to need to win one of these games at least, or if they if they lose out, they're gonna need some help. I mean, because that district's so tightly bunched for those, for mm-hmm. those especially that third and fourth spot. Yeah. I, now I that win over Magnolia West is huge yes, because that's nice the team in their presently in fifth in fifth place, and so. But if they if they drop both these and and Magnolia West, who's Magnolia West finish with? Magnolia West finishes Angleton with Angleton if they beat Angleton, and then they beat Friendswood, which yeah. are both. Friendswood's a winnable game. I think Angleton's gonna win the district, personally. Hmm. They got the head to head on Manville. That's true. You know, but I mean, Angleton does. You know, they have the, they have a loss to Foster, and then they have Magnolia West tonight. That game yeah. that the, I know we're supposed to be talking about Manville and, and, and Fulshire, but that game between Angleton and Magnolia West is yeah. really important. Full, if Angleton wins that game, they're probably getting the number one seed. Yes, yeah, I so, would agree. I, Manville's a bit of a mystery box too. Like I don't have a great read on Manville at all. When they play when they play well, they're really good. And then they've also just like they've laid a couple of eggs, especially offensively. Yeah, like so. offensively, their offense will no show, and They're and super and they've, sur- young on they've survived a ball. couple of them. They no showed against Friendswood. Yeah. They they more they or less to no- Angleton. Yeah, they lost to Angleton. They more or less they, uh, Shadow Creek in the opener. I'm willing to week one that thing. And, and Shadow Creek's a yeah. top 15, 6, 18. And then so. and then Foster. Yeah. Uh, you know they they you know, they they only score twenty eight, but they win. Like, yeah. You know, Manville. It's just, I don't have a good read on Manville going into the playoffs. Yeah, don't have a good read. on I them. agree. I think I think for them, just the margins are really like yeah. really narrow and so like they're gonna need to get their best game you know as many weeks as they survive so anyway what's next pickle i think i li- by the way I, th- I think i like manville i think i like manville i do too anyway what's next um thoughts on port lavaca calhoun going to the playoffs huge win for them last week beating beville yeah, man that, that was- district's another district that's really everybody's kind of tight <laughs> calhoun's like one in seven that was their first win of the yeah. season last week they're one in seven but i think they're really young I, I but i think so they get rockport tonight that's a pick'em game. Yeah, and then they finish at Floresville, which I think is also a pick'em game. <laughs> that yeah, everything. I think Lavernia has yes. kind of stepped, established themselves as the district favorite. They beat Beeville tonight. They're they're going to be the outright district champs. Nobody can catch them. But I think those other four teams are. It's it's a battle royale for those last. But three this spots. is also. I also think because because Calhoun's super young, super super young, and, and they've they haven't been blown out of a lot. They've no, been close. They've been kind of. They've had some bad luck with injuries and just kind of weird. It's been one of those years for them. So they have a six point loss, a seven point loss a seven point loss a six point loss like they like they, they've been close in a lot of games yeah and they're finding and that's it. the mark of a young team and the other thing is like you think about that offense that offense is like it is it, you have to learn it yourself and mm. and there's no like it's only it's only with time and practice and stuff yeah. like that and so it would not be a surprise if they've just gotten steadily better offensively 
And now, if they play their best game, they can win these last two and get in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, cool. We're third place in the district. See you. We'll see you in the playoffs. Like, it's a really – they're an interesting dynamic that, like, normally a team that was 0-7 a week ago, you'd be like – They're off the radar, yeah. See ya. But, like, they're a team certainly – I mean, they got to win out, basically. But, like, if they do that, opportunity in, there for Richard in. Whitaker. Yeah. What's next? Um, another district that's kind of it's pretty set at the top, uh, but the bottom section is is interesting when it comes to playoff and that seven five a division one. So the question was, will uh, Lufkin be able to make it in? And technically they could, but most of it would depend on other people doing stuff. Like yeah, I'm not even sure Lufkin can at this point get in. If if McKinney North was to drop one of their next two games against Forney or I don't remember who the other one is, I think McKinney North has to lose. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let me allow me to just like let me be the turd in the punch bowl here. Let me be the turd in the punch bowl. They close against Lancaster. Lufkin yeah. closes against Lancaster. I think they are sizable underdogs in that game. Yes, but they've already basically solidified their second place spot. I mean, Lancaster has maybe. It, yeah, maybe. So, so maybe they. It, maybe would, they, it really depends on McKinney yeah, North. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But they like, would have to lose both of them. But the I thing think. is that yeah, for but but for mathematically they have a shot. Mathematically they have yeah. a shot, but they would need to upset the Lancaster. The week. problem for Lufkin to me is they've the teams they're competing with for those last two spots they've lost head to head to, which is McKinney, McKinney North and Forney. So they got to beat Lancaster number one, and then probably got to hope McKinney North or Forney loses a game that they shouldn't lose. It's it's a lot mathematically possible. I would put it at less than North five. Per- less, less than five percent. North closes against North Mesquite, who's bad. The, yeah, they're yeah, they're two, I mean, and, they're two six. and six. Yeah, uh, and then Forney closes against Tyler, who's also two and seven. Who's, yeah, so who's probably it, probably unfortunate. I put it less than five percent at this yeah, point. So yeah, I would agree. That 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 overtime, they're they're going to rue the. Oh, they had a big lead on McKinney North. Mm-hmm. They lost an over. That, that's that's going to come that's, back and bite Lufkin in the rear end. I agree. Yeah. What's next, Pickle? Um. Battle of the Dogs, who you got, Bernie or Somerset? I think this game's really under the radar. Um, I like this game a lot, mm-hmm. um, specifically because, like, this is it's it's so rare that we get to spotlight and the best game in San Antonio is a small school game, right? But I think that's I think that's the case here. Um, this is a this is a Bernie team whose offense has been excellent. I think it's Jackson Bays B A I Z E. Maybe Basie, yes. and then his his brother Braden Bays only a sophomore. is is a is a, a senior wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's and they got great connection. Um, for Somerset, this has been a really nice turnaround for Coy Detmer over the last couple of years. You remember twenty nineteen uh, two and seven, twenty twenty two and seven. And yeah, last year, eight and three. Was it twenty nineteen or twenty twenty when his dad died, passed away? He was the head coach. I think it was nineteen. Maybe. Yeah, so they're dealing with kind of that mm-hmm. transitional. I think Coy Detmer's firmly established and yeah. got his program in place there, and I think Somerset's starting to reap the benefits of that. Yeah, I think that the Somerset team. COVID. I think twenty twenty they took COVID. It was it was, they they got a late start. It was just kind of a weird. If you like tight ends, though, this is the game because the Hendricks boys both play tight ends mm-hmm. for yeah. uh, for Bernie, and then it's pro style for Somerset. Oh, yeah. So that'll be yeah. there are a lot of tight ends. You have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, twelve person. Yeah, there. there you go. Uh, the other thing, I would say, is 
the real strength on strength matchup is this burning offense against the Somerset defense, which is playing really well right now. Yeah, Somerset's Somerset really good up front. Yeah, Somerset's on Somerset's both sides of the ball, huge. really good up front. Yeah. They got some like six, seven, three hundred yeah. pounder. The on kid the committed line. to Rice. Gallegos. Yeah, yeah, yeah Philip yeah. Gallegos. So they got some beef on them. So I think Bernie wins the game, but I think yeah. it's gonna be close. I think Somerset's a kind of a dark horse contender to Region. 4. I think. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're. They're Wiley. I, I yeah. think they're. They're a team to not Wiley. Texas. I mean, like Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y. Um, anyway, what's next, Pickle? Thank you for the clarification there. Um, let's see. Hang on. Uh, 3A Division One, Region 4. Dark Horses or Sleepers. Oh, is that sleepers? just a question? Yes. 3A Division One, Region Period. 4. Um, uh, dark Horses or Sleepers for the playoffs. Lano! I didn't even think about that when they're, I started reading it. <laughs> they're not a dark. They're, they're one they're of the not, favorites. They are the favorites. I think, I think Lano and Edna are your two Lano favorites. Lano and Edna. Yeah. <laughs> If you're looking for a dark horse, I got two. Universal City Randolph, the Rohawks. Yeah, they very much tested. And Jordanton. Those Jordanton. are my two kind of dark horses. I would go, yeah, I would say Randolph is the best dark horse candidate. Yeah. I'll throw Goliad in there too. Goliad's, Goliad. Uh, are tricky. They are tricky. And they play, so they have three losses. Uh, they lost a, They have three losses by a combined um, ba, 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 seventeen points. Yeah, I know one of them was a close loss to Edna. Yeah, yeah. they lost. To, they lost to Edna twenty-one to seven last week, which yeah. is real. I mean, their defense is really good. They keep them. The, the question is like, can the offense like do enough? That's mm-hmm. really the question for them. Uh, they should win out and and finish second in the, or finish third in that district behind uh, Edna and Industrial. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a real uh, goalie adds a sleeper that. You know, defense travels, mm-hmm. and and their defense is going to be really good in in the playoffs. So that would be a sleeper. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Lano and Edna are your, are your favorites there. I'd love to see Lano versus Edna. I think it'd be a fun matchup. What's next, pickle? Um, who are the two teams other than Duncanville that you could see coming to AT and T Stadium from the left side of the bracket? Let me tell you the the computer. We like Lano a lot more than the computer does. Really? Computer's not a believer. Hmm. Computer's well, got them. The computer pickle, pickle. is wrong. Computer's got them yeah. 14th. I'm going to fight the computer. Yeah. Computer's got them 14th. I'm put Comfortably the, behind that. I'm going to put the Edna's computer set. out in the war on weather tonight and, and watch it go. go. Okay, so what was the question? Uh, Duncanville, left side of the... So region 1, region... Basically, uh, region, region, region 1, region 2, who who outside of Duncanville could be a contender? First thing I'll say is region 1 this year... Like, division two in region one is going to be stronger than yes. I think in region division with South Lake Carroll and and uh, South Lake Carroll probably very I would say very likely mm-hmm. now going to the mm-hmm. division two bracket and then Guyer and in. then Byron Nelson, Nelson Highland Park it's pretty mm-hmm. region division two and region one's lost region one has a lot of question marks in division yeah. one like I could see North Crowley mm-hmm. making yep. a run Louisville Louisville yeah I think I think it's a lot Those more wide open I I don't but I, I think whoever comes out of region one is going to be a significant underdog to mm-hmm. Duncanville or if someone else comes out of region two two teams I think that I would look at in region two to come out that could give Duncanville the best challenge would be Cy Ranch mm-hmm. and Spring Westfield yeah Westfield and always because Westfield always just matches up up, up front yeah well. and last time Westfield and Duncanville I hope Westfield does not employ the same strategy against Duncanville they employed the last time which was talk a bunch of trash pregame yeah because then they got beat like 51 to nothing yeah I remember that highly rec- don't recommend doing that if you play was that the time we had a guy in our comments talking about how they were going to smoke? No, that was Westfield and Longview. Westfield and Longview. And then he then he then he disappeared then from he the comments. In. Yeah, he we never just, saw him No, again. Westfield. Yeah, it was in Belton, and they I, pregame we had it on Texan Live, and pregame they were chirping, and Duncanville was like, "Bad okay. idea, yeah. bad idea, coach. Don't recommend it." No. Um. All right. What's next? Watch games on TexanLive.com. Um. Thoughts on the job James Williams is doing at Fort Bend Marshall, being in a tougher district and posting their 
fifth uh, straight district shutout. I know he's happy. He was happy about the district realignment and said we saw it seven on seven. I'm glad we finally see Fort Ben Marshall get tested a little bit. Like, and I think I think that's going to bode really well for them going into the play. Because that's always what tripped him up. Favorite in Region Three right now in Division One and Division Two is Fort Ben Marshall. And I, if you you're asking me right now, five A Division Two state championship game is going to be South Oak Cliff and Fort Ben Marshall today. I think I would agree. That's my state championship game. I would agree. Um, well, I, I've, I've said it before. They're doing a hell of a job. I've said my piece about James James, uh, James Williams before. I'll say it again. I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in, in the state. I think he what he does year in and year out, and like and 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 again, I've gone on this soliloquy before. So if you heard this, I apologize. But like, I think people look at the playmakers they have and they assume that it's just all talent, and it's like. I think that really discredits his coaching yeah. staff. Same thing happens at South Oak Cliff with Jason Todd. Same thing happens at North Shore with John Kay. Uh, like they had these. Uh, same thing happens with Reginald Samples mm-hmm. and at Duncanville. That like yes, they have tremendous talent, but they are also very sound. Yeah. Like w- like like Marshall is so sound in their and, in their. And one of his proteges, OG Fagan, is the head coach. He was former former Marshall mm-hmm. OC. He's doing a heck of a job at Cy, uh, Cy Springs. He is. He he's got them the, in the playoff mix, and they've been a bottom feeder in Cy Fair ISD for a while. Haven't made the playoffs since 03, I think. Yeah, and he, so. they're doing a great. They're, they're right in the real thick shot. of it. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I agree. What's next, Pickle? Um. Oh, Dale was his name, the guy from Spring Dale. Westfield. Yeah, thank you, Miss Miss Yale. Yeah, where is Dale? Dale Singletary. Dale. Yeah. Wherefore art there, Dale? Yeah, we miss you, Dale. Amarillo Tascosa versus Lubbock Cooper is basically a toss-up. What makes this game projected to be so close? Um, uh, the Cooper defense specifically. I think both defenses. I think both defenses. I think that. I think the computers got it right simply because I don't think there's going to be more than like 23 points scored by one team. It's going to be a rock fight. Like this is this is Iowa football. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like both offenses are okay. The yeah. Cooper offensive line is pretty good. They've got some yeah, guys really on it. Yeah, they're really good up front. Yeah, they're really good, really up, good front. up front. Like that, I think but that's not, but like going that to be Cooper O line against Tascosa D line with Avion Carter. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that's, a that's a war. Yeah. And but like. The thing about the thing about Cooper this year, this year's Cooper team, is I don't think they're explosive. Like I don't think I don't think they have like if you're gonna be really good up front, what make let's put it this way, what makes Franklin so dangerous is that they're big up front and they're physical up front, and then they've also got explosive playmakers who turn three yard gains into thirty yard gains. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tascosa has that this year, or Cooper rather has yeah, that this year. I don't think so. And and Tesco and, and Cooper, or rather, and Tascosa is always happy to just grind you down. So I just think this game got twenty four twenty one written all it's over it. It's going to be cold and rainy in it's West gonna Texas. It's it's yes. going to fit both these teams' personalities really well. This I think is, it's going to be a, a if you like old school, you yeah. know, throwback football. This is your this game. is throwback football yeah. for sure. So I think it, I I just think the computers got it right simply because. Like I don't know if either of these teams, unless one of the teams turns the ball over six times, yeah. Like I don't know if one of these teams is capable of blowing the other team out. Like a fourteen-point game in this one would be a relative blowout, cons- considering the style of play. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's next, pickle? Um, six-man action. What are your thoughts on Erion County versus Menard? Erion County versus Menard. Okay. A little Concho hipster, Valley action there. Game uh, yeah. I think Erion County's a, a bit underrated. They are they're undefeated to, uh, to start the year. Their real signature win was when in week two when they went back and, and they beat Spur, which is a win that I think has aged pretty well. Um, Menard at six and two, they've made a nice transition to, to six man football, and it's been it's been solid for them. I am 
and their two losses, by the way, are pretty decent losses, Garden City and, and San Marcos Baptist, which was at one point a ranked six-man private school team. Um, I am I lean towards Erie County, especially at home. The question for me is going to be, can this Menard offense kind of kind of keep pace with what's been a pretty high-powered uh, Erion County attack. There's an Erion County team that's averaging 69 points a game. So I would look at that as the real, like, can can uh, Menard go score score? Now, if it's raining, right, and it's going to tamp down scoring, that would that would, that would play into Menard's favor. But I still think Erion County is going to be your favorite in this one. And the favorite, too. This is basically, yeah. yeah this is, oh, yeah, this is a district championship game. Everyone has two losses. You want, you want to hear a crazy stat that I just saw? Not Totally not related to six-man football. And here's where the crazy stat that you just saw is Matt's stat. Uh, through nine games this year, would you like to guess how many touchdowns Terry Bussey has accounted for? He had nine games. seven in the first two. 49. Cool. Through nine games. Now, let's, let's extrapolate that out to... I'd say they're going to play, you know, it's likely they play at least another four games. Yeah, I would say they play. I would let's, say they get to the at, state at Conservative. Conservatively. They got one more regular season game and let's say four, three playoff games just as a conservative estimate. He's averaging like six touchdowns a game. That's, we're talking about 75 touchdowns. Did you see, I mean, what he did last night yeah. was insane. And if he gets to the semifinals of the state championship, he's going to be pushing like 90 touchdowns. So He had 230 yards yeah, and four touchdowns just, just in the first half I just got night. that stat just now. Just it's, I know I had to derail mailbag, but but that's insanity. So, the, so, so the, the record for most touchdowns in a season, and remember, passing touchdowns aren't going to help him here. He doesn't get credit for passing touchdowns. Okay, this, this is probably accounting yeah, for that's passing touchdowns. But, yeah. but if you're interested, the, the, the record is um, is Jonathan Brooks and Jonathan Gray both had 70, 2020 yeah. and 2011. So I think that's... Yeah, I, I'd be... In, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these oh, 49 are... Some of them are. Or but passing. at the same time, like, how much are they passing in these, yeah. in these blowouts? Right? Yeah, it's crazy. So, it's just insane. Anyway, he's, he's, going de- on, he's going on defense. He's going on special teams. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's totally derailed that. Anyway, but it, what's next? We have one more football question and then a couple non-football questions. Okay. But we'll round it out with another district that might be flying under people's radars, uh, <laughs> which I know that y'all have a personal vendetta against one of the teams. But District 6-3 Division 1 is really fun because it's going to come down to Jefferson, Atlanta, and Tatum are all clearly in their spots here like of trying to figure out who's playing who. But tonight, Tatum and Jefferson are playing. What's your thoughts on that? Because I know – that Atlanta gonna, has gonna, burned you too many times. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to Tyler Morton. <laughs> and, and Atlanta? Tyler Morton's done a good job He's at Atlanta this job. year. Yeah. Uh, Tatum and Atlanta will play next they week. Clo- yeah, Tatum closes with Jefferson and Atlanta. So um, I think we're going to learn a lot about kind of how those three match up just with tonight's game because we'll, yeah, get, so a, we'll get a measuring stick. It's because, a real round robin. Because you know I mean? Jefferson's already played Atlanta, beat him by eight. So clearly Atlanta has made strides this year. Jefferson oh. could secure it tonight with the winner. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta, you have to, Atlanta was 0-10 last year. No, he's done a great job. And they're 6-2. I'm, and two. I'm yeah. mad. Yeah. I'm going to be mad at Tyler Morton. So. Coach Morton, I'm mad at you. It's like, good to see I, the rabbits I back. Swore, I swore off Atlanta forever. And now he's doing good and things. Atlanta's now they right. hopped right back into Because of the talent <laughs> they have, they're like the perfect mascot. Because Atlanta has always like been a track powerhouse, mm-hmm. and they're the rabbits. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 mm-hmm. this goes perfectly. I'll, so, I'll, I'll just say this. I like, like Tatum tonight, by the way. Atlanta, Cole Watson. Atlanta, Cole Watson Hive. Atlanta and Gladewater is a really interesting game. Yeah. Then Glade, we would Gladewater, Gladewater is two and six, but they're like the best two and six. They've played America. a crazy schedule, yeah. yeah. But so. I'm definitely Cole Watson high. That Cole Watson from Tech quarterback who moved in from Wascom, he runs, mm-hmm. he runs that offense. 
he's like a coach on the field now, but he's also but it discredits how talented he is. Oh, well. he's sure. a great athlete. Absolutely. All right, two more pickle. Um, non football. Let's get ready. Let's go. Yes. What you got? Favorite regional food that you cannot really get in Texas. The, the examples that they put out there were crab cakes, lamb fries, Philly cheese steaks, like that kind of stuff. Like you can obviously get those here, but they're yeah. not. It's not authentic. Yeah. I'm man. I'm a sucker for a good Philly, either a good Philly cheesesteak or Chicago style pizza. Those are my, which, mm. as as a great man named Poochie once said, R.I.P. Poochie. Um, tomato pie. It's it's those, lasagna. Yeah, those are my two. Those are my favorite. I, I love it's, tomato it's pie. Favorite, as well. right? Not not mm-hmm. not disliked. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Chicago style pizza, and then a you go to Philly and get a really a good Philly cheesesteak. It hits different. Yeah, as um, the kids say, it slaps. I would say, slap. I would say, essentially like Creole food. Yeah, like you can get it if you go to Southeast Texas yeah, and, and go stuff to Beaumont, like that. Yeah, you go to Beaumont, Beaumont and yeah. there's a there's a real Cajun influence. But I would say Creole food is something that I, I, I miss. Um, and then, so one of the things, the, so most my my wife's from St. Louis, and most of the food from St. Louis is garbage, but they are also the owners and proprietors of toasted raviolis. Which you get them there, and they're just different. I don't, I've never had. Isn't there, that. Is there a St. Louis style pizza? There is, and it's terrible. Is it it's terrible? Got Provel cheese on it, oh, which gross. is like processed white cheese. But those St. Louisans, they will swear by it. Really, it's gross. And their ribs are kind of mid too. What's that? St. Louis style ribs are pretty mid too. They're too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had I had good barbecue mid. there once. There's a there's a there's one really good barbecue place up there that I enjoy. Like Memphis style had, ribs are good. We but had Pappy's. We went to Pappy's um, in St. Louis. Mid. It was it was pretty good. Kansas City barbecue is okay. There's yeah, Kansas City, yes, Kansas City's really good. Like I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma we have our rivalry, but Kansas City barbecue is. I, I can eat that can and like enjoy both it. Guys. Yeah. it. Doesn't have to be either yeah. or. Yeah. Um, big tent. Mine would be clam chowder. Like the mm. Northeast has, I'm, I'm huge. Yeah, I was chowder. just gonna say I'm huge soup say person, chowder. as y'all all know. But yeah, big yeah soup that, girl over there. Mm-hmm, the, the clam chowder, chowder up what, there is really good. One thing, being married to a Canadian girl and living living in Canada a good portion of the year, uh, I do not like poutine. Um, poutine's trash. You're weird. Yeah, I don't like poutine at all. You're weird. You're wrong on that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well. Yeah, I've been um, wrong before. And then the final question here, and this is just for y'all. Uh, getting married in December, what marriage advice would you give yourself just before you got married? Like those final couple weeks. What's the advice? Like just for the couple of weeks or for the or for the like for the for the course of the marriage? Yeah. Uh, That's a good well, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do both. Like in what, the first, in, for the in, first couple okay. weeks and then You have probably been stressed out about this wedding for a while. Here is the great news. There's nothing you can do anymore. Okay, this is very much to go back to my streak. Once you get on the plane, if the plane's going to crash, nothing you can do. There's something's going to go wrong at your wedding. Something's not going to go to plan. Yeah. But and you're helpless. Can, you, and won't know, you won't know until it happens. And, and your wife's like, going to be upset. And, yeah. Yeah. Just happens. Yeah, just so sit back like, and let it. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the, the next two weeks, just sit back and just, just, just eat Arby's, man. Yeah. You know, like it's it's it's. Um, yeah, it's going to happen. Whatever's going to happen, happen is going to happen. There's going to be yeah. something. you know, there's a, like they're they're going to run out of beer, or they're going to you know they're going to have uh, you know to, they're going to cut the cake at the wrong time or whatever. Yeah. I promise you, it will be okay. As far as long term marriage advice. Um, Okay, this is my best. This is my, and this is an actual, physical, real, tangible, practical piece of advice. Flowers at the grocery store are like five bucks. Okay, they're like five bucks. If you go there, my my grandmother was a florist, and so I'm a big believer in this, bro. You come home with flowers, five dollar flowers. Move the price tag, but you come home with flowers like every couple weeks. 
that is that is an investment that you are making that I promise you is going to keep you off the couch. Just that kind of stuff. Mm. Those little deposits. Five is the it is the the cheapest best investment you can make. Because thoughtful. Exactly. Because like, oh, you were thinking of me. And I think, uh, Pickle, you're a girl, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Allegedly. Somebody, somebody like- Pickle, you're a girl, right? Like, (laughs) question mark? Your significant other sends you flowers, even if they're five bucks, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You're oh, still that, like, it literally happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I am doing long distance, and he came up to visit, and he showed up with a little bouquet of flowers, and it was the best thing in the entire right. world. Like the, I knew he was coming, and he still showed up with it, and it was the best thing ever. Right. He's already thinking of you because he's coming up, but that mm-hmm. is just a little token. Yeah. And those little, I'm telling you, that, that I, I swear that's how I stay yeah. married. I'll say for me, it's especially with my marriage and my you know uniqueness with. Uh-huh being here part of the year that kind of thing multiple just lives. Com- yeah you know, yeah exactly <laughs> football being the, the you know he is rugged and reliable yeah i am you know, the ladies love rugged and reliable uh i would say uh communicate like and, and but communication works two ways right you can communicate verbally and you you say what you feel but also communication involves listening mm. and being a good listener is is key also Bro, you know? yeah when in doubt love it when in doubt shut up yeah, be a good listener. I was yeah. just fixing to say. God gave I you two am, ears and one mouth, so listen twice as much as you talk. I am not married, but if you want a woman's advice on this, especially from a very, very that's going to do for us. Thanks for yep. <laughs> from a very, very headstrong, stubborn woman. I don't need like a lot of comforting very often, but every now and then I'll reach the end of my fuse, and it's like all I need you to do is just let me let it all out, and then you're good to go. Stand like, there, like sit there. Literally sometimes just, all you need is someone to go. Yep. If you just sit there and mm-hmm. be like. That sucks, and like your yeah. feelings are valid. Like mm-hmm. you say those types of things, mm-hmm. literally, like use therapy words. Yep. Like I think I feel I know. Like those types of things, I promise it goes, you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that's. I don't do need that. that often, but every now and then, every couple of months, I'll hit the end of my fuse, and I Some, just need you to say, "Yep." <laughs> pardon, pardon my French here, uh, but like sometimes, sometimes your partner just needs to bitch. Yep. Okay. Just needs to complain, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like. Your job as the significant other, male or female, I would say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Male or female. It does go both ways. Your job is to just listen. You don't have to solve it. Your job is not to solve it. Your job is just to listen. That's a, I had to learn that as a male. Uh, as a, as a, as a dude, to, I think I could try to solve every problem. Dude, I, re- I can't I solve every problem. I have to relearn that a lot, yeah, too. Yeah. I'm just like, and like, We're like my wife will be like, sometimes. hey, listen, dum-dum. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to fix this. I need you to just shut up and listen. Well, yeah, and especially because like, okay. I, I work in an industry with all men, basically. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of times that I just don't need another, like, if I just want to complain, I don't need a man to be trying to fix it. It's like, no, <laughs> hush. Yeah, yeah, most certainly. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending Enjoy football with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Where are you going tonight? Uh, Mount Pleasant. Oh, that's right. I'm driving to Mount Pleasant tonight. I would have picked okay. a great day to. Joe Cluley, you better be your. I, I better have a lot of great food waiting okay. for me in Mount Is there Pleasant. Is supposed to be good food? There are reports. No? There, are, there are reports, yes. You'll we'll see on the vlog. You know, see the I, vlog. I feel like on, Cluley's a guy you can trust with food. On Tepin's stuff. He's. You can trust a man with a beard, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's, I think that's very true. Okay. Brash Pickle and Matt Step. I'm Greg Pepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you on Monday on Texas Football Today. No, I'm not coming tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>